So hi, one of the Good Noise Podcasts. I'm Shane. I'm Glory. And we're here with... John from Gnawing. And we're asking some questions today about their new album, You Freak Me Out. So congrats on that, by the way. How do you feel about their response suit so far? Good. Yeah, I feel good. Um, I think that uh, putting a, a summer record out is always hard when it gets to like list season at the end of the year, you know? Mm-hmm. So we like we had our fingers crossed for some like bigger lists and and then we were like well okay we're just happy with whatever we got on it <laughs> so like we ended up on like a lot of friends blogs and podcasts and stuff and so that was like that was honestly more i think validating than getting on like you know one of the one of the big ones fair enough um, yeah. sure. and putting out an album in the summertime is just hard to begin with like as a diy mm-hmm. band since like every band in existence is putting one out for their summer tour so yep. totally yeah yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely a ballsy move, but hold it <laughs> off. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Yeah. Uh, so, is there any meaning behind the album title or cover art? Um. So the title, uh, I had sort of, I think somebody said it in a conversation once. Um. And you know, I think that uh, any sort of like creative person kind of always does this, but you you kind of always like take notes. Um from like things you hear you know like if you're in conversation and somebody says like a funny turn of phrase or something you're like oh man like I'm gonna hold on to that and like use it for something um which is like a really uh weird way to interact with the world but I guess that's just the way that creatives do it (laughs) Uh, and so somebody had said uh somebody had said you freak me out and I and I truly do not remember like where it came from but I just had it on a note on my phone forever it just had I in quotations had you freak me out um and so we once we were started kind of writing more rec- songs for the record we had one um and so i used it for, i used it as the chorus of the song uh, and was like man that'd be a cool song title and then we were like man that'd be cool to like have the self like the title track of the record and so we just yeah. like they just turned into that <laughs> and then the artwork um is mostly um emily lakehomer who's our, our friend uh who did the artwork for it um she really just kind of took her own I was like here like I trust you you do you know whatever you think that the record sounds like um and so with a lot of the the country and like twangy influence um she had this this picture that she had taken of a of a metal cactus uh at like a weird roadside stop um out in the desert uh and so she she was like I have this picture I think it would be perfect and so she that's the that is the picture that's like you know on the the center of the record so very cool that's sick yeah. Uh, so can you tell us a little bit about your writing process for this album? Um, yeah, so we, some of it's, it, like, I would say like half 50% of the songs were songs that we had had for, for quite some time. Um, a couple of them, uh, like the, the one that sort of starts the B side happy for you. Um, we had had that, uh, almost as early as, as like the first show that we had played, um, back when, when Allie was still, our friend Allie was still playing bass and, and singing in the band as well. Um, so we'd been playing that one for a while, uh, and a couple others had been around in different forms or different sounding ways for a minute. Um, and so we had had those and, and were when Chris joined the band, he had a lot of cool ideas and, and wanted to kind of put in some of his own additions um like that the uh the sort of like stoner metal inter- interlude that's in the middle of the record like that's mm-hmm. all chris like he he like had that's sort of his um anybody that's seen us play knows that that's like his little sound check riff uh when they ask him to check his his line um he starts playing that little the little doom bass riff mm-hmm. um 
so yeah, we, the, the writing process was kind of, we had this like five or six songs by the time Chris joined the band, when Chris joined the band, he, he had some ideas. We had skeletons of stuff that we hadn't really finished yet. And so having him really kind of, we weren't sure that we were going to be ready in time to, um, you know, meet the, the sort of soft deadline that refresh had set in place for us to, to have the record done by. Mm-hmm. and having Chris join the band like really revitalized it and we we're like okay like we can knock this out like we could do this yeah. uh, and so he yeah so we just kind of went for it and uh and took stuff that that might have been like you know something that an idea that Christian and I had jammed on once and we're like ah we'll, we'll touch it later you know um and then we showed him a bunch of a bunch of voice memos when he joined and he was like yo let's do this one and this one we're like okay cool that's awesome let's roll with it hell yeah, yeah that's awesome uh, so I want you to tell us your favorite lyric off this album and the meaning behind it. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, I, I don't know if I could pick a single favorite one. Um, Crenshaw to me, Crenshaw Avenue is like the, that was one of the ones that like when we, when I wrote it, I was really proud of it. And then when we tracked it and like tracked the vocals for it and we're starting to get like what, what was like the final version of it. I was like, damn, I don't know that I'll like ever write a song this good again, oh. um, which is like, you know, it's like not true. Like, I'm sure I will. It's not that <laughs> yeah. good of a song, but like, exactly. Um, but yeah, it was one of those ones that I was really proud of. So there's a lot of lines in there that I'm really proud of. Um, but I also really like, and I think the one that we get asked about a lot is the line and so glad um, where it says uh, something about crying, crying at a movie last fall. Um, so everybody always wants to know, like, if that was true and it, what it is true. Uh, I went and saw Coco, the Pixar movie. Oh, um, God, it's, such a movie. <laughs> it's so such good. A movie. Yeah. Yeah. So I went and saw that with uh, my partner at the time that is now my wife. Um, and Congrats. Yeah. yeah. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, and yeah. And so that uh, that was the first time I think it was the first time that she had seen me cry was we, I cried at Coco. So <laughs> that's valid. Coco is a banger. Yeah, oh, yeah. definitely. <laughs> um so how'd the track list for the album come about did you guys write the opener be the opener closer be the closer just shuffle around see what fits what was that process like yeah um i i think that for all three of us uh you know sequencing is really important um and, I, and i'll i'll speak for myself i i love uh sort of breaking down you know why my favorite records were sequenced in the way that they were and things like that um and i think it you know i think there is kind of a science to it so a little bit like some stuff I knew was going to be in certain places. Like when we when we finalized contract and, and we're like, you know, playing at shows regularly and stuff, we were like, man, this is like, especially with like the drum fill coming in and stuff, we were like, this is a killer. Like this would be a really good opener. Yeah. Um, so like, so like ones like that, like we knew we wanted to, to start off with that. Um, and then, you know, I think like, like the, the sort of like, you know, middle part peaks really well with you freaking out. So we, we knew that we wanted that to like kind of be in the middle. Um, and then a lot of the other ones, we sort of let them, we, we tried like a lot of different sequencing to see like what kind of would fit the best. Um, like originally uh, worst person I know was supposed to be where the, the like doom interlude is the little like stone or metal interlude. Mm-hmm. It was supposed to be like in the middle of the record. Um, and there was like a, there was supposed to be like the, the closing track was supposed to be like this, like five minute long acoustic track with like some pedal steel. Wow. Um, and when we, once we just started tracking it, like we, it just didn't come out the way that we thought it was going to sound. And so it just like, uh, it's like buried in, 
Alan who engineered it. It's like buried in his hard drive somewhere. Like it, it doesn't have wow. vocals or anything. We did a wow. scratch vocal and we were like, man, it's just like, isn't, it sounds cool in person, but it's not translating well to being recorded. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe we'll, we'll put it together again. But, but then once we decided we didn't want to end with like the somber note, we were like, man, we should put worst person I know at the end. Cause it's like, you know, the, especially with the like really noisy wild ending falling apart at the end there. Um, we were like, that's a, I think that's a good note to, to go out on for the LP. For sure. for sure. It sounds like a lot of thought went into this. How did you guys know when you finally had the official track listing? Um, it just kind of sounded right. Uh, uh, Christian and I um, really went through a lot of different uh, playlist options. And, and so we would have, you know, like our, if you look through like our, our, our texts, it's a bunch of, you know, like handwritten notes of like, oh, like this, you know, like swapping mm-hmm. orders and stuff. Yeah. Um, and so we, we tried out a lot of different options to, to like kind of nail down what we thought would, would make the most sense, you know, sort of flowing wise and transition wise. Um, so yeah, it was just kind of trial and error until we were like, yeah, that's the one Like that one sounds good. Yeah. yeah. Perfect. Uh, so could you tell us where your headspace is at while you're creating this album? Yeah. Um, a lot of it is, you know, sort of like dealing with, growing up and and dealing with maturing and and processing that and processing like you know being that that like I think that you know your late 20s which which is where I where I was when I was writing a lot of these songs um you know that it's like you're like one foot in one foot out you know like you you like kind of have adult obligations and you have shit you got to worry about and bills and stuff Mm -hmm. uh, but you still just like you know the the desire to just hop in the van and like go play some gigs with yeah. you know with, with your shithead punk friends like mm-hmm. it's it's kind of the record is kind of uh for me processing like you know how to do both if you can do both uh, you know trying to kind of feel feel more at peace with with growing old DIY I think and punk you know punk rock and, and DIY kind of trends younger as you know, because it's, it's youthful, it's energetic, it's, it's rebellious, it's got all these things to it, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, So you start to feel like kind of uh, not weird, but you start to feel like kind of out of place being like 30 and like going to a house show, you know, like, (laughs) it's like, so it's just kind of uh, that. I hope that, that other people can find that in the record and can kind of be like, oh yeah, like, you know, I'm, I'm in my thirties or whatever. and, And I still enjoy like, putting on dinosaur junior and like smoking a little joint on a Friday night or something, you know, like I I hope that everybody just can kind of, uh, find that, you know, the, the growing pains of like being a teenager and things like that, like that's very heavily written about. And and a lot of people talk about that all the time, but I wanted to write about the growing pains of, of sort of getting out of your twenties and not being a, you know, a shithead anymore or trying not to be at least. Yeah. Um, (laughs) So when you finally got the masters back, how did you personally uh, listen to this album for the first time? Um, so I have my time tested method of because um, I want to hear it on on everything. Um, so I meet, the first thing I did was put it through my my like home stereo, my like nicer speakers, um, and hear it how like you know the the true head, the true gnawing heads are going to hear it um, mm-hmm. audio file style. Um, and then I played it through laptop speakers. Um, played it through my phone speakers and then the speaker the stereo system in our van that we have is it, the van is from 97 the stereo system is from 97 too so it is just garbage it's <laughs> terrible blown out 
Mm-hmm. Um, so we played it through that too. Cause we were like, man, if it sounds good on this, it's going to sound good on everything, you know? Yeah. Um, and so we were really Did happy it? with it. Yeah. It sounded awesome in the van. Okay. It sounded like super, it, the van gives it a little bit more of like kind of a, a seventies or like, you know, late, late sixties, early seventies kind of blown out, like kind of like a, like a stones record or something, which is, you know, like a huge influence for me. So I was like, man, this sounds awesome. <laughs> like, yeah. Everything's like kind of distorted coming through it. It's cool. You're like, can we remaster the record to sound exactly yeah, like this? Exactly. On everything? We'll, we'll do, like, <laughs> yeah, a, yeah, we'll yeah. do like a van sessions tape or something. <laughs> oh my God. That, that'd be sick. <laughs> but uh, this one should be super, super quick off the top of your head. I want you to describe this album for new listeners in three words, no more, no less. Oh, wow. Okay. Three words. Um, uh, fuzzy country guitars okay there you go all right there you go um so in that same train of thought is there a certain feeling or emotion you want your listeners to have while going through the album um i think it's i think it's very nostalgic feeling to me and very nostalgic sounding with like a lot of the you know Lemonheads influence and a lot you know like it's very reminiscent we we know what we play like it's very reminiscent of like 90s alternative radio stuff um so it so it feels just sort of as a whole nostalgic to me so I think nostalgia um there's there's some there's some really happy moments and there's some really like sort of uh melancholy moments so maybe a little a little you know you're riding the wave of of emotions as you listen to it (laughs) yeah makes sense Uh, so what is your favorite memory that you made while creating this album um I mean really just tracking the whole thing was, was really a really fun time. It was right in, um, so we started tracking in the summer of 2020. Um, so COVID was obviously, you know, at its, uh, not all time high. Cause it just continues to find all time highs, but it was yeah, at a, somehow. <laughs> or, you know, you're fine. Um, yeah, so it was, it was at a very big high. Um, and this was pre vaccines too. Uh, so we, the people that own the studio, um, they were like, you know, you can track, but like everybody has to be masked, which we obviously had no problem with. Um, and they were like, it's essential personnel only. So it's only the people that are tracking that day that can be there. So like when we did yeah. drums, it was Alan who was engineering upstairs. Um, and then in the live room was, I was playing scratch guitar and Christian was recording drums. So Chris wasn't there. Our bass player wasn't there for like any of the drum tracking. Um, and then when he did bass, like Christian wasn't there for any of the bass tracking. So it was like really interesting to do you know, I'm so used to like everybody's in the same room. We're all like throwing ideas out left and right and like trying different stuff. And like, like when we did vocals, like it was just in Allen for most of the vocal days because nobody else could be there. So it was like, it was kind of interesting to see it come together in, in pieces like that. Um, and then it was really interesting. Like some of my favorite stuff was like seeing the reactions of like Christian who, you know, started it with the drums. Like he was the first person to track anything with drums and then couldn't come back for like two weeks, you know, like while we were doing guitars and bass and stuff. And so when he came back, it was like a totally different, like, he was like, Whoa, I haven't heard the guitars on this record yet. Like, this is awesome. Like his reaction was really cool. Um, cause he hadn't been hearing as it progressed. He hadn't been hearing any of it, you know? So yeah, there, there was a lot of, uh, fun ways to like navigate the, the COVID protocols in place at the studio. Um, and like we want I guess really actually probably I've said this really long answer now, my, I think my favorite answer, my favorite memory from the record is, um, when we did the like additional percussion, um, we recorded it in our practice space, just me and Christian, 
Um, and that was like a really fun, like we were just finding, there's a bunch of bands that share the same space. So there was like, somebody had shakers and there was like maracas like tucked in a corner somewhere. So we were just like finding yeah. random percussion shit and like, oh, we should put this on this track and then just <laughs> trying shit out. So yeah, that it. actually is my favorite memory. Yeah. All right. That sounds awesome. Uh, <laughs> so picture this, you're on tour, you're at a gas station for, gas station for a rest stop. What is your snack of choice? Snack of choice. Well, it depends on what region we are in. If we are in the South, I'm going to go classic combo of Sundrop and um, orange cheddar uh, combos. Um, you know, they have the little cheddar dusting all over everything, mm-hmm. which is just fantastic. I would put that cheddar dusting on everything I eat if I could. Um, <laughs> that's fair. Yeah. So that's my South combo. And if we go up North, we're going to hit a Wawa. Oh, yep. So I would do a Wawa iced coffee because I don't know what they put in it, but it's amazing. Crack. <laughs> yes. Um, I would do a Wawa iced coffee and then I would do one of the like, you know, you can like customize. Uh, I, I love the breakfast burrito and I'll get it at like any hour of the day. That's okay. fair. What are sun drops? I, I feel uncultured. Shane, do you know uh, what sun drops are? Okay. I don't know it's, what they are. It's, I think it's like really only Southeast. Like I think it's like North Carolina and, and like staying along that coast. I know they make it in North Carolina. Um, it's, it's like yellow. <laughs> it's like, it's like Mountain Dew, but it's not as Mountain Dew can be kind of like rough, you know, like Mountain mm-hmm. Dew can be kind of like a lot. Yeah. yeah. And Sundrop is just very, it's to me, it is like the quintessential Southern beverage. Cause it's just like, it's just sweet. And like, it's just a nice ride, you know, it just sounds crisp. Like Yeah. It's super crisp. <laughs> yeah. 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 See, it's kind of like a candy to me. So I was imagining like a gumdrop type thing, but like in the shape of a Hershey kiss. I don't know. I so when you that'd said be cool drink, too. That would be awesome. Yeah, yeah. It's a yellow soda. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. I'll have to look up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If y'all see I'm, it, you gotta grab it. Yeah, I'm in Virginia. So I assume when you said okay. um uh South whatever, when you said it's over here. Um, I was like, oh, I should have seen it by now, but I guess not. So I'll look out for it. If you yeah, stumble across I, it, Glory, send me a case. Okay, yeah, I will. We'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll have to mail it. I'll, I'll find some and mail both of y'all some because it's truly, uh, it's the best. I see it. I'm in Virginia now, so I'm in Richmond. Um, and I see it every once in a while at like Publix. I'll see it. Um, okay. But it's it's pretty rare here. And I don't see it in gas stations ever here. But yeah. in North Carolina, it's like everywhere. You can't get away from it. Yeah, yeah. And they have a cherry lemon one too, which Ooh. is Okay. Ooh. That sounds good. That's, That's fucking good. That sounds really good. Okay. <laughs> um, so on the topic of food, if the band was a dish, what dish would the band be? Hmm. I feel like we would be like a big plate of nachos with just like a ton of different shit on there. Um, I think that that would fit all three of us taste wise and just sort of music wise because we you know take we pull from a lot of different influences and sources i think there you go it's perfect Um, (laughs) so for the last couple questions we're going to shift away from music and go straight to death row boom so if you're on death row what would your last meal be with a drink oh man okay well my drink would be sun drop for sure there you go um if i'm on death row and it's my last meal i think that i would break uh vegetarian and i think i would have a barbecue sandwich mm. um and some french fries that okay. sounds really good <laughs> and so if you could live in one fictional world for a week where would you live one fictional world for a week hmm i would live 
Uh, I think because it's fresh off my mind because I just watched it. I think I would live in, I mean, obviously I would live in the Star Wars universe, but specifically I would live, like I would be like Mandalorian's like best friend. There you go. Yeah. I would basically, I would be Baby Yoda basically. That'd be pretty cool. That'd be a nice life. I was worried yeah. you were going to say the the new Boba Fett series because I personally am not a big fan of it, but you said Mando, so I yeah yeah, yeah. Mando completely... Mando for sure yeah, yeah yeah. I mean I you know Boba Fett is like dating back to when I was a child, like one oh, of my of favorite characters, but they did him dirty. I didn't like. They, it, so. they just made him a grumpy old man. Like I yeah, get it, you yeah. basically died, but like lighten up. Yeah, Late enough, yeah. dude. All he did for most of the season was like walk around and sort of mumble. Like I had to put subtitles. I was like, "What is he yeah, saying? That was it. What are you saying?" <laughs> like it was. Oh, it's such a. It's it's so lame. I hate yeah. it. Yeah, I, I wasn't a big fan. I wasn't a big yeah. fan. The two the two best episodes were the ones that had Mando With, in Mandalorian like, cool, in it. Exactly. <laughs> like you could tell that the writers were so sick of him already when they just yeah. dedicated an entire episode, <laughs> entire episode just to yeah. Mandalorian. That was really wild. I was like, "Wait, this is still Boba Fett, right?" Like we. Right? Haven't seen him this whole episode. <laughs> exactly. Just just give us another season of Mandalorian. That's yeah, it. Yeah, that's yeah. it's what the people want. It's what exactly. the people want. No, but well, a lot of people asked for it, but like we don't we don't want we Boba didn't ask Fett for anymore. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. We yeah, asked yeah, for yeah. Boba Fett, but we didn't ask for we whatever that was. Yeah. Exactly. We didn't agree to this. Exactly. Oh god, so bad. Yeah. yeah. Um <laughs> so I have done my best and last question, and every single person we've spoken to has said that it is the most important question. What's your favorite color? My favorite color is I'm actually I'm having a purple moment right now. I'm really into purple. I've been feeling some purple. That's I like the I, I like the darker purple because it's kind of you know you get a you can get some some subtleties in there. For there sure. you go, perfect. Um, yeah. So as I said, that's all the questions we have today. Is there anything that you got that you would like to plug? Um, n- no. Stream our record and then buy it. And uh, we have a bunch of uh, long sleeve shirts that we printed for our tour in January that got canceled. So buy those off of our band camp because now we have to pay them back. So I yeah. pay for them somehow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Uh, well, thank you for now. This has been John from Gnawing, and we have been the Good Noise Podcast. <laughs>